0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble the film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast.
1: Hey, and I'm Rob Cabasco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. Nothing may be more important or comfortable to healthcare workers, food service workers, mm-hmm. and middle school students across the globe. Than the unique invention acquired by Lyndon Duke Hanson and George Bodecker Jr. to produce and distribute a boating shoe unveiled at the 2001 Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, which took the form of a foam clog named Crocs. That's
0: right. They only had 200 of them at that show and they
1: sold out every single one of them. Do you know how many they have sold since then, Rob? Uh, would I say I could say 100 million. No, mm, no. I could say two hundred million. Oh, it'd
0: be appropriate, Iron Man two. But, but the number, the number actually is. Say it. Three hundred million pairs of
1: Crocs. Three hundred million <laughs> foam shoes. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, non-recyclable no, plastic. And, and actually, I'm wrong. That's six hundred million. It's three hundred million pairs. Oh, that's right, three hundred million <laughs> pairs. So six hundred million shoes. Hold on. Okay. Hey. We're going to front load this episode with a conversation about this. Yeah, I've never worn a pair of Crocs. Oh, are you they haven't? Any good? I, I,
0: yeah, I have a pair. They're my outdoor shoes. So, like, I use them basically when I have to do stuff in the yard or need to. Our trash cans are outside, so like, when I have to walk outside, to do that. Okay, but yeah, I was old. Yeah. I would never wear them like out in public. In public, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like they're like <laughs> they're my gardening sh- garden shoes.
1: But I mean, they're. I mean, I've. It just it never occurred to me. Like I just I don't know, like okay. Well if you're a croc fan, yeah, hey guess what? Have we have a minute for you? That's right. <laughs> Cause here we are at minute one oh four of Iron Man
0: Two from 2010, Director Mr. John Favreau, who we don't know his feelings about crocs. Uh but <laughs> Maybe we'll discover that over the course of this uh, this minute. Uh, but in the meantime, we have uh, we're picking up where we left off, which is Black Widow's in the middle of a complex maneuver. So we had she'd gone through a bunch of different guys in the court and the uh, cord, and and so she was uh, and so she had grabbed a guy, went around, and it looked like she was going up, that she was going to set up for another Hurricane Rana. But no, in turn she spins the guy around. Grabs him and slams right. to the ground. Now, the closest we could find for this, for an actual wrestling maneuver, is a what's called a tornado DDT. So, it's just sort of you whip yourself around the person, grab their head, and then like you sort of launch yourself backwards. She doesn't exactly do that, but it's pretty close. You it almost it-, it almost looks like a diamond tutter because of how she goes. She goes like sort of flat out and slams his head down into the ground.
1: Okay, you don't. Know you're what I mean? gonna you're gonna not gonna believe this, but I actually it. The final part. It's almost like a Hurricane Rana. I agree yep. from the beginning. Yep. It ends in like a reverse Sister Abigail. Oh, because it's it's kind of like the whole movement around, like not a rock bottom. It's it's not, no, that not a rock this, bottom, but this is movement. And normally Sister Abigail's end with your face planning, your 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 victim. Yes, this one is. No, this one is back of the head planning. Okay, now we—that's yeah, might be that's, too much wrestling. Yeah, that's, for, a, that's for a pretty <laughs> deep wrestling stuff. So, and then the guy's done. He's knocked yeah, out. He's done. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: out. Yeah, there's only, and then I think there's only one guy left. Then um, there is a,
1: a bald gentleman who comes running around the <laughs> that's corner right.
0: because uh, as she uh, as they gets up and starts walking away,
1: uh, this like you said, this is a very gifable
0: moment uh, as she yes. uh, goes walking through, and then d- d- doesn't even give the guy a look. But immediately sprays him in the face. A no look mace spray.
1: Okay. And what I lo- what I really love about this, not only is it just because she's look, she's full on looking straight into the camera. Yep. She has this ridiculous f- facial expression of focus. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is highly gifable. If anybody knows on the internet, it is another seminal moment in Black Widow's visual nature from this movie. True. I have used this
0: gif many times as my nope emote. Ugh.
1: Like basically not having it. Nope. Does it include the her macing the guy? Yes. Oh, of course it does. Well, that's <laughs> that's good. She okay. Now where does she get the mace? So the bald gentleman who comes running around the corner that she takes out before this, mm-hmm. he comes running around the corner with his can of mace ready to use on her. Yeah. And the joke is, is that not only does she dispose of him quite quickly, she takes his mace and then <laughs> and uses, uses it on against the next this guy. guy. Yeah. That's kind of sharp. I, I enjoy that.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's a great one and a great sort of just final like Mwah! chef's kiss to the end of this amazing exactly. fight scene. So shout out to Scarlett. Shout out to Heidi uh, and and John Favreau and all the stunt coordinators and everything who put this thing together and all the guys in there and especially the guy who got punched in the balls. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> special shout out and a special ice pack for him. Uh, <laughs> it was a it was a really amazing scene and that still stands as one of the great Black Widow fight sequences. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, as we head back, but meanwhile there's another fight scene going on because uh, Happy Hogan is still fighting the original guard they came across, to, Mr. Ten Reed. Uh, so the two of them are duking out, and as they're as they go and they go into a clutch and Happy bites the guy's ear. And so people are like uh, for those of you who are of the younger set, you watch this and go, I don't understand why this is it a big deal of him biting the ear. That is actually an homage. See Back in 1997, uh, a professional boxing match happened on June 28th, Evander Holyfield versus Mike Tyson. It was billed as The Sound and the Fury, but no one calls it that now because it's now referred to as The Bite Fight. Uh, during this fight, uh, this, is a, this is a WBA heavyweight championship match. As they're going, as they, they went into a clutch, and Mike Tyson bit off part of Evander Holyfield's ear. I read the whole play-by-play of this, uh, which is sort of bizarre. They he did it, and they're sort of like, ah, well, you know, stuff happens, and fight on, and like they didn't immediately end the match; they kept going, and then he did it again, and then the ref went, "Oh, I see, you're actually biting the guy's ear." All right, then you're you're absolutely disqualified, and he basically lost the match, lost his boxing license, uh, you know, and it it became a huge, huge incident that like around the world. But the thing that's weird about that is that it wasn't new like so this movie was shot in you know um 2009 2008 2009 that happened in 97 it was 10 years old by the time i get to the point so this wasn't like really knowing commentary like haha like what well, you really you really had your finger on the pulse there this is a 10 year old bit so literally So I don't know why it's like, I guess they're in the box thing. Like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if we did this thing. But
1: it still seems a little like a little, a little cornball even then. Well, okay. So just a, just a little bit of added stuff on this. Sure. Do you, have you ever watched this? Have you ever seen the clip of this actually happening in the fight? It's
0: it's fast. Like it's it's, uh, it's totally
1: fast. It's unbelievable that he there, that his mouth and his ear are together for a fraction of a second like yeah. he went in and he knew what he was going to do right oh
0: yeah and he and he, and he literally takes a chunk out of the ear and then spits it onto the mat
1: it's a chunk like yeah. people for those of you with weak constitutions yeah. don't don't go run out and google mike tyson yeah. ear because you'll be horrified right yeah
0: it was like the size of a quarter right oh, i mean no, like it was it, a, was it was a chunk it was a
1: full on bite out of yeah. his ear right now Here's so I watched that fight live actually oh, I was really? I had friends that were big Mike Tyson fans, and I will never forget watching this with them, and I was just kind of like, I'm just here to watch, and they were just like, "Wait, he did what?" <laughs> and then when he did it again, well, here's the reason why it's a big deal. You watched, which arguably at that time was the greatest fighter anyone had ever seen, yeah, and in that moment, you just watched him throw his career away, yeah. Like
0: yeah, he that's almost kind of
1: what happened, he, right?
0: Very close to never got to box again. Yes, it, like eventually, like he he petitioned and did all this stuff, and it was able to actually you know go back in and, and and get his license reinstated. But like he almost threw it all away.
1: So I think for anybody who's any type, and we know John Favreau is a is yeah, a sports he is a fan. Box, yeah, he played and Rocky a,
0: Marciano in, in one of the movies. so he is a longtime boxing fan. So I'm sure that it was it was not an accidental. You know. Oh no, of- I,
1: I think it I think it was him. I, I think so that connects all the dots on that. It was still a big deal because again it was the end of his fighting career. Yes, I can totally see why they put this in here. What I can't believe is not in here mm. is when Happy then finally gives him the final punch and Happy doesn't look down at him and spits a piece of his ear out back at him. <laughs> Does that change Paramount. the rating? Does yeah, that change the? I
0: think, the ra- I think uh, what I think Paramount would have been like. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. He actually <laughs> took a bite of the. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, not the not the sidekick. No, he doesn't <laughs> get to do. <laughs> not a guy named Happy. Yeah, that's We're not gonna, wrong. Okay, two things, Jon Favreau: no spitting the ear out, no snapping the neck of the bird. Those are the
1: two things you are not letting you do. But let's be honest. But saying icky things to one of the female leads of the movie—that's totally cool. fine. <laughs> We're absolutely fine with that.
0: Oh, my God. I want one. Whoa. What a world. So, so Happy is so excited about this. Happy's happy. Uh, he, he finished the guy off and then goes, I got him. And then like, as the guy drops to the ground, and then he looks down the hallway, and he sees all the bodies of all the people that we've seen before, including one we had not seen before. Rob, there's a guy hanging from the ceiling. That, that's by court. He's still alive. He's kicking. But wha- okay, so this is the second time we've had. First of it was a villain. Now it's a hero. Takes the time to hang a dude by the throat from the ceiling. What? What?
1: Okay, he's alive. He's alive. One hundred percent. He wasn't hung to be killed. He, he's no. alive. It's just funny. Isn't it funny? <laughs> so, I, I Isn't strangulation funny? funny? Uh, so. Do you know what makes it really funny? Is that when you really stop and look at this and realize she used a mouse to hang him with.
0: <laughs> right. So at what point did that happen? Was it like she finished off the guy, she to the dude and went, oh, wait, there's one dude back there. And then like went, grabbed a mouse and went, hang on. And then like, how,
1: first of all, how'd she get him up there? Kicked in a door uh-huh. on a computer. Yep. Took the mouse, hope yep. that the mouse not a, a wireless mouse. It, well, I don't even. Yeah, that's not as big, right? Yeah. Takes the mouse, says, "I think this cord will support the weight of a full-grown man." <laughs> it won't. And, yeah. And <laughs> it puts him up. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's So it's so it, no. It makes no sense. Yeah. It is literally there for comedic effect. Yeah. It's that's just
0: it. a psych egg. It literally yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Ivan is still typing. Man, get that guy some gloves. He need, he might get a carpal tunnel from all the typing oh, that shit. he's doing. Uh, but we see him, uh, you know, getting ready to maybe possibly stand up, possibly for a stretch. I mean, that's at this point that's the most Ivan has done in like the last ten minutes. Uh, and but when we cut to his computer screen, we see a wireframe outline of a suit. But it's not Iron Man, and it's not War Machine. It's a different suit. What?
1: Hmm. Okay. Foreshadowing. Now, oh, and I'll tell you what. And nicely done in that. You would think, oh, there must be something hidden along with this. No, it's, it's just, it simply says online conversion, like yeah. as if something is being powered up, and it is kind of a. It's not realistic. It's kind of this reveal, like the, the animation on the screen is not what a UI would do. But no. it's it's slowly like almost like a light is being put on this graphic, and it, it again, it's trying to hide the idea that there's something coming.
0: Yeah, I don't know what, So we cut back to the expo, uh, and Tony is still being chased. Boy, it seems like this chase has been going on for a long time, uh, and but this is but he's about to do something. Awesome. Yes. So Tony says, "Rody, you still locked on? And Rody says, yeah. Tony says, drop your socks and grab your Crocs. We're about <laughs> to get wet on this ride. So obviously, we, uh, we talked about at the beginning, Crocs were very much of a thing uh, uh, at this time. Very much in public consciousness. Uh, and uh, obviously, they're, they're still around because uh, they're not biodegradable. So they're going to be
1: around for a long time. I, I Can I say something about this? We, yeah. we can't let this go. Who are, that line, and, and I've seen people write this. If you search for this, you'll find this. The fact that you could fit in a log flume ride reference. Yes. Footwear. Let's be, let's be honest. Innuendo. Yes. And, and have it rhyme is pretty good. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff in one line. Yeah. And obviously, Tony, it's perfect, Tony.
0: So, uh, so yeah, we we talk about Crocs. And obviously, uh, John Favreau is also a big uh, Disney World Disneyland fan, I should say, fan. So I'm sure that, you know the the whether well, this ride is a definite uh, nod to you know Splash Mountain and those kind of things. Um, so then we see, so Tony is working on something. So he ha- is flying on. He flies over the like
1: the the fountain reflecting pool. The reflecting pool lead up. Which- which by the way is way bigger yeah. and cooler than we ever would have thought. <laughs>
0: right. I mean it's got like yeah, it's got lights and uh, you know, like it's like it's got like the fountain thing,
1: like the it's it a series water of moving. shapes. Yeah. You can it's absolutely gorgeous. I and would it, love it for it this goes to really by exist. So
0: fast, I would really yes. like to see like the full concept art of like what the the layout of it was. Uh, and so as he's going, he's got everybody telling on the tail, and you can see he's planning out a flight path. Like, so they actually, it's actually like uh, putting rings on, like a video game, essentially, like go through these rings to get through the thing, and it's taking him inside of the Unisphere. So, uh, as he's going, as the drones are right on him, he goes inside the Unisphere, and then the thing takes him right into, I think it's North America. It's a big landmass, and he immediately stops and then takes off again in a different direction because he can do that kind of maneuvering. So, when, But then, unfortunately, the drones are not that smart and don't know what he's going to do, and follow him into the Unisphere and immediately slam into the backside of that continent.
1: And that's where our minute ends.
0: And that's where the minute ends. Like, the that's first one hits right it, there. explodes it, it is... So unbelievably cool. This is this this is what makes Iron Man Iron Man. Is like that he knows he can maneuver so much easier than they can, and they're not going to be able to anticipate this kind of maneuver. So he makes a basically a zero-point turn, you know, immediately stops and then goes off in a different direction, and they can't compensate for it fast enough, and so
1: boom. Well, and also because they're they're making the turn into the Unisphere and not realizing that the other backside of the Unisphere is is solid because of the Asia, Asian Asia and continent that's on the right. other side. Couple things to note about this in terms of the graphics. This is a great chance here to see the difference in UIs between Tony Suit and Roadie Suit. Right, Tony Suit has got a fully detailed map of the expo grounds. Mm-hmm. You can see where you know the drones are and everything. When it switches immediately to Roadie's. It's so much more elementary. It's so much more. It just, it looks like elevation
0: and yes. like some red dots and that's it. But Tony's got like full white flight path
1: rings maneuver. Like he's got the, the layout of the ground around him. No, really nicely done to, to see two, you know, two different, uh, visuals made obviously by the same team that say like, look here, we're showing you again, how much more advanced Tony suit is. And there you get it there. I have a question. Sure. So. We have this great animation of Tony's heads up, and it goes from that to the to the the 2D map, a fully realized map of the Unisphere, all in these few seconds. Yeah. How does how does it know he wants what he's planning? How does it know to go into the Unisphere?
0: I wondered that too, and I wondered if it was a is a uh, a conversation he and Jarvis had. You Off know screen. that we didn't get That's to see. Yeah, happening. basically, yeah. To, you know, to build you know suspense for us. So like obviously he wasn't going to tell Rody because then. They can anything he says. He knows is being transmitted back to Ivan. Right. I mean, like, yes, he, he has to be taking that into consideration.
1: Uh, um, and then another nice thing is he actually enters the Unisphere right on the uh, west coast of South America. So he comes in right in under the little the nook there because you can actually oh, okay. see it. So,
0: oh, so it is Asia that he sl- that he gets the drones to slam into then.
1: Yes, correct. Because okay. they're they're on the the backside. Um, and it's really neat is, is right before he enters the Unisphere, you can see the heads up display. It's mapping it out. He actually has it mapped out what he's going to do, how he's going to immediately turn r- turn right and then left and then stop. Yeah. And it even has deploy airbrake on the right side all laid out. I mean, if, yeah. if, again, this is so great to look at it frame by frame because all this detail is there telling all that. Can I tell you something that you didn't notice? Ooh, what's that? So I'm, I'm going to make I'm going to make an outrageous uh, assumption here as they're coming <laughs> as they're coming down in high speed over the um, the fountains, the, the reflecting pole. It's all these shapes until right in the middle of the reflecting pole is an X. Ooh. And I'm going to postulate that a certain Reed Richards has a pavilion. <laughs> okay wait 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 why would reed richards have an x oh not Reed. Uh, uh, that was a really good point yeah, yeah. it should be a four yeah. it F- should four. be because yeah. it's four because right. it's got four quadrants
0: oh right four quadrants okay yeah and x is 10 which is divisible by four
1: <laughs> so ridiculous. you can tell at the time we've been recording this <laughs> there's we've been just a lot, come lot off of, of fan our, theories bounce come off of our fan theory fest yeah of a certain mcu show right uh yeah. See, that's it. Fell apart before it came out of my mouth. It's <laughs> ridiculous. So it's, a, it's just a great sequence. You're right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love the detail of the Stark Expo. I, I love seeing the UI. This is where the yeah. UI in the in both suits really shows its stuff. It's really great. Yeah. What a great minute.
0: It's a great. It was a great minute. It really was. Yes. Uh, it was a. Uh, yeah, it's full of everything. I mean, everybody got a little you know, a little bit of FaceTime. Uh totally. like Pepper, I guess, and a Hammer. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. So, uh, and who knows, maybe 105 will be better. But you won't know if you don't say subscribe, so make sure you're here for that. Uh, in the meantime, you know, Tony got to visit the Stark Expo, and I know when I like to go to these, these fun places, back when we used to be able to do that, I like to come up with a souvenir. Well... Here you are visiting our podcast. Maybe you'd like to go with a souvenir as well. So, let me uh, have you exit through the gift store, because we have our very own merch area. Nextreal.com slash merch. You can get our logo put on pretty much whatever you want. Uh, we have stickers, we have magnets, we have pillows, we have shirts, all stuff for not only this show, but all the Next Real shows, uh, plus some other fun stuff that uh, we can, we whatever we can convince the guys to put up there that we think people actually buy. So, you know, let us know you're on all social media stuff. Like if you, if there's something in one of the shows that we talk about that you want to have a, a thing of, we can come up with a pretty good design and put it up there pretty darn fast. Uh, so, and, we, and I'd, be, I'd be happy to stretch my very, very, very rudimentary graphic design skills to do that for you. <laughs>
1: if it's something you want, I'm here for you. Can I give you another ridiculous observation? Which, sure. Again, it's going to fall apart, fall apart before it leaves my mouth. If you want to buy one of the pillows that we sell, right? Mm, And mm -hmm. and please get it with the beautiful artwork for season three. Yes. Do you know what I just realized? What's that? Our artwork has, has feathers, feathers. Oh, it may be the first time you can buy a pillow where the feathers are on the outside and the inside. (laughs) I don't even know what they're still. I don't think they're down. Oh, okay. No. Okay. That's all. I'm a mess. Let's yeah. We're done.
0: (laughs) So make sure you're back here for minute 105. We're going to talk about an impossible camera angle, a trip to Huntington Gardens and what is hazard level 9. You'll find out. Enough said. Bye.